This episode of the Major Issues Podcast is brought to you by Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse. Comic Book Click is on Patreon, guys. For as little as $0.10 cents a day or $3 a month, not only can you help keep the lights on here at Comic Book Click headquarters, but your donation gives you access to exclusive content like CBC commentaries, polls where you can choose what content we cover next, and special behind-the-scenes footage of things here at Comic Book Click. Visit Patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse today and become a Patreon. And remember, you, yes you, are worthy. Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano aka The Don and if you're listening to this you can only be here for one reason, that's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast brought to you by comicbookclick.com and as always I am never alone, sir could you please introduce yourself? I'm Mr. B. Roke, and like I said, I would be right back. Thank you for having <laughs> me back on, George. Oh, it's been a pleasure, it's been a pleasure. B. Roke is back in the building and actually is the subject matter expert for this for this time being for this episode uh because we are going to be tackling a space epic an odyssey if you will written by the talented jeff lemire that was suggested by b-roke the sender a science fiction space opera comic book series um like i said written by jeff lemire illustrated by dustin newman is that is that how it it's pronounced win actually win oh like mm. bojack horseman i should have known that <laughs> win dustin win uh the series was published by image comics and the story follows a young android tim 21 trying to survive endless bounty hunters in a universe that has outlawed all robotics and ai uh, the sender also pulls from the writer's personal life, notably becoming a father, because Lemire stated that the series was more about the fears he had for his son and wanting to protect him and his perspective from the world. Uh, apparently, like much other of Lemire's work, the sender makes use of a child protagonist like Sweet Tooth, you know, um, where you see the intimate topics like alienation and grief and mental illness and all that stuff but from a child's perspective because when something like that happens it it kind of it happens way more intensely for a kid <laughs> what made you pick up this book early on i got to find out your origin to this series what what made you pick up this book uh two words jeff lemire <laughs> uh, uh okay. jeff lemire jeff lemire has been a uh call him the writer He's 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 just a scribe. He's a. I'm trying to I'm trying to think of better words. This is, he's he's a he's a master at his at his work. Um, okay. If if you go down the list of the works he's done, I can't think of anything that was bad, or anything that was even just good. Yeah. Um. He everything he pens uh, from his work on Animal Man with New Fifty Two, um, I believe he did Essex County. Uh, like his work on Descender, which leads into Ascender, Royal City, uh, Sweet Tooth, The Nobody. Um, Does he do Black Hammer? And he is responsible for the Black Hammer universe. Yes, okay. he is. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, I mean, you're right. Like pretty much everything, even his Marvel work, which did, it just felt like he, he unfortunately got bogged down because of the, when Marvel was trying to bury the X-Men, even that stuff was good. 
was very good considering how Marvel was blatantly burying it. He was his work on Old Man Logan as well as well as uh, Extraordinary X Men were really good. It was just at a time when Marvel was like, yeah, we're not going to give you the best tools and we're not going to really push these books because we're trying to get Fox to sell it back to us. Right. Uh, but um, but one thing that was fantastic and will also be um, coming to the small screen is Moon Knight. His Moon Knight work was also fantastic. So th- this this guy just churns out wonderful work, whether it's it's very simple kid stuff to something for the teenagers or something for adults. Uh, he anything when I see Jeff Lemire, I don't even look at the title. I just go Jeff Lemire. I'm buying it. Yeah, and he seems to also flourish in the creator-owned realm, right? Where he gets to kind of branch out and not have to be tied down. Some, some, uh, sometimes following after the legacy of, of these characters can be a bit daunting. He really seems to kick ass when he has no reins. Yeah, I mean, the guy's imagination is just insane. Um, Descender is, like, is a space opera. It's this space opera that takes place from the perspective of a child, so to speak, mm-hmm. And it just goes off into this like almost Star Wars like world, yet it still feels like home. Yeah. Um, and even other stories he's told uh, in, in in the indie guys, where like Black Hammer, he essentially go take takes what looks like the the great DC s characters and Marvel s characters, gives them his own little twists on them, and creates the Black Hammer universe. Yeah, which started off as just the Black Hammer series, and now it's 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 blown up into its and, yeah, it's, spin, oh, yeah it's, it's it's insane how how big it's gotten. Um, as well as a oh, Royal City is another one I would eventually love to just talk to you about um, on this, on this channel because it's it's a nice tight. Uh, I think it was about 17 issues mm-hmm. image book. And it's all about grief. There's, oh, wow. there's not, and it's, and it has nothing to do with it's, it's, it's basically, uh, it really, honestly, I hate it. It's, it's, it's a, it's, it's like a CW show that has no right to ever <laughs> be on the CW. Right, because right, it's, right. it's, it's, it's just about a family and how they deal with grief, okay. but it's so well done that even he himself said it was emotionally taxing to do. And that's why he could only do 17 issues. He was like, I had to wrap this up because it was just too much. It's something he has stated that he would like to maybe revisit in the future. Okay. But at the, at the time, because even every issue you, you, you read every issue and it's just like, it's just a gut punch. Um, oh, so, with, so with Descender, even revisiting it before getting ready for this, just flipping through things and rereading certain things was just like, man, this guy, this guy knows this is how to write. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that I noticed early on is there aren't many, if any thought bubbles in this, there's not many times where you are, you are given a person's inner monologue, which allows you to take everything as face value. So if a, if a character's acting nice, you perceive them, maybe they're going to be nice. Uh, if they're mm. acting evil, maybe they are evil. And then there's so many allegiances that turn and twist with everybody's given motive, motives. Uh, did you, was this something that you read week to week or were you waiting for the trades to get into it? Well, unfortunately, at the time that this was coming out, I, um, it was at a point in time when I was in the process of moving, something uh, okay. you can, uh, something that you can um, yeah, empathize yeah. with. Definitely. So, I knew the book was coming out 
and I knew it was going to be gorgeous and it just wonderfully written. But I said, I can't afford to get this week to week. It just wasn't on there. So I said, I'll, I'll wait, I'll trade wait them. And phew, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't regret trade waiting it because to read this issue to issue would have killed me. Yeah, it, that's, every, why, that's every, the reason why I asked because I was like, this waiting between issues would have killed me for this. It was because I, I didn't do that with Ascender. And okay. even reading a sender issue to issue was, was just like, oh, my God, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't wait. So uh, reading this in a trade and I would definitely look forward to buying this in a nice fat omnibus because yeah. it's, it's a, it's a beautiful story. It flows so easily. Um, Dustin, when his artwork is, it's so, it's so crazy to look at it and go, it, almost, it looks like something you could draw. But at the same time, it's it's not because even in simplicity, you could see how much his fingers and the emotion are just tied. Like him and him and Jeff must have really tag teamed this well, you yeah, know. Because, like you said, there's not thought bubbles in this. So the words and the and the pictures, you really have to go. Well, is 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 what he's saying a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like because because the faces, you know, it, 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 you felt like you were in the middle of the story. You're like, all right, I hear what you're saying. But your face might be saying something else right, and right. considering what you did in the last issue but no one saw you and, I, and you know what i mean oh it, it was it's so it's 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 such a it, and like you said there's really no thought but i don't I, I think maybe that i don't think there was any thought bubbles in this whole series yeah, that's something <laughs> that's something i'm gonna go and look for yeah yeah it's a different way of telling a story definitely by taking those away and like you said the artwork in this i we cannot say it enough is gorgeous any one of these um, covers can be a, a poster, you know, like a, yeah. a, a screensaver. And one of the cool things I think that they play around with is children are such a delicate, uh, you know, subset of society, right? They're small, yeah. they're, they're, they're meant to be kept after. And we have a very human um, instinct to keep after them and take care of them and stuff. So some of those images of Tim 21 with his face ripped open and wires and stuff like, yep. affected me. And I think it's meant to. I think as humans, we mm -hmm. don't like to see kids dissected nope. like that. But he also is a robot. So it's your mind trying to rationalize what the book kind of is about. Do you see it as a child or do you see it as a robot? You know, because right. that's a lot of what the question is here um, where they are debating about that kind of stuff. In the, in the hierarchy of like comic book genres, what is like sci-fi sit? For you in your opinion like is that something Ooh. that you generate towards is it something you kind of read less of with like fantasy um, horror cape stuff I, I would say in general science fiction is what pulls me into most things okay um the idea of exploring the idea of this what's next i guess for for human civilization but even even if it goes backwards Mm -hmm. So to speak it tells uh, even when you read stories of like the uh industrial revolution let's say and and it's or or steampunk as some people want to call it even reading a story like that and go oh man what, how are they going to twist this or how is this explaining right. even how the industrial revolution came about or a tweak in the industrial revolution like one thing i i, re I highly recommend let's say like atomic robo if you've ever heard of it uh atomic robo is the story of this robot who was created uh around world war ii mm -hmm. by um I believe it was Nikola Tesla creates him and he's like this super robot that's atomic powered. 
Mm-hmm. And 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 his enemy number one is Thomas Edison. Um, and I can it, see that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's such a it's such a crazy fun story. It's like so a even retelling, like, like a retelling of of historical <clears throat> events. Yeah, yeah. Except now from the perspective of Nikola Tesla's super heroic robot that is powered by atomic energy, and <laughs> he, might be, and, yeah. he and, and he and he also has to go off and do other crazy adventures because it even fast forwards in time because he's an atomic robot, so he he's basically uh immortal oh wow uh so he 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 just goes through time like from the time that he's born created until say like nowadays or even in the future it's a, it's a crazy story so you, but yeah science fiction overall that is definitely what i'm drawn to i think this might be one of the first purely science fiction things i've handled i know that certain cape stuff dabbles a bit you know d- depending mm-hmm. on the character into some science fiction but this was heavy and i i really dug it i really dug the world building but again it's jeff lemire doing it so it's not like i don't think every um you know title would i would gravitate towards but we're dealing with about what a bit four thousand years of time you know between between 30 odd issues he is crafting a narrative and one of the themes i feel like is that history repeats itself that's one of the things that I, the hubris of man also, right? Like mankind just being what it is uh, oh. in that. So I found uh, Image Comics was cool enough to post the actual chronological series of events in the Descender series that ends up leading to Ascender, which we'll also be covering on this podcast. So I decided to take from that, add a couple of little notes and go through the timeline of events with you as we remember it from the book and see what you can, uh, what comes to mind, basically. Let's go. Let's go. So um, like I said, this thing starts off 40,000 years from the present or from Tim's awakening. And we get Master Professor Osiris, I keep think, trying to say Osiris, just like I keep trying to say <laughs> Tesla instead of Telsa. T- Telsa. I think he does that on purpose. I think because yeah. I can't tell you. Yeah. There are so many times when I'm telling other people throughout the years about, yeah, so then, te- then Tesla does this. And I'm like, wait, it's Telsa. But I know Telsa. he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. I know he did it. Well, he has to, right? Because there's a yeah. character in this called Jin Kwan. Kwan Jin. Right. <laughs> it's like, what are, right. You, what are you doing, bro? I, I see you. I see you. Yeah, exactly. But um, Master Professor Osiris and his apprentice Kellick launched the first space mission from planet Ostracon. Outside Ostracon, Osiris' spacecraft encounters a massive robot, which he flies into. Osiris and Kellick are transported to a realm of sentient machines called the Descenders. Osiris spends years with them and does his best to reverse engineer these robots. After Kellek passes away due to a genetic disease, Ostris returns to Ostracon as a promise to Kellek, but takes what he has learned from the Descenders with him. All of this stuff, the design of the Harvesters, these massive, its you get that kind of Cthulhu-like, like, oh, I'm such a small dot in significance right. compared to these, these beings. Um, there's a lot of awe-inspiring uh, moments and designs that I think are really, really cool in this. And it seems like he is hell-bent, the scientist himself, on harnessing this technology, whether or not he understands it. What do you think about his, uh, I guess, determination to kind of make sense of all of this? Well, like you said, first, you know, he's out there exploring space. And then he he, he, he basically encounters... Uh, for for what everybody else may know is is basically just imagine seeing Galactus, yeah. you're drifting through space, and this giant humanoid robot, it just infant infantilizes 
because you know he's in this advanced spaceship and he encounters yeah. he he encounters his spaceship is the size of a speck compared to this massive monolith of a of a of a space man essentially yeah. and and it it invites him it invites him into the ship and he goes on to then have to be a part of this robot civilization it's it's amazing even even as he's sitting there and learning from these from these robot this robotic civilization that's inside of this giant uh, ro uh other robot mm -hmm. he's just in awe of it like who created this where is this coming from and you know the the descenders as they, as they as they go by uh, they say they they give them all the knowledge. They're giving yeah. them all the knowledge, except for where did you guys come from? Mm -hmm. To which even the to which even the robots explain uh, that's that's like hidden uh, files. We don't access those files. Yeah, I was getting TVA Loki vibes from all that. Like, you yes, know, like, yes. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, don't ask. Yeah. Don't ask. It's 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 even <laughs> if you wanted to know, we can't access that stuff. So just have fun. Enjoy what you got going on here. Yeah. Um, but like you said, his his friend, his assistant, um, uh, Calic, he get he gets a, a rare genetic disease where he's now feels um, obligated to take his friend and bury him back in their home planet, which, mm -hmm. again, I was waiting for like a messed up twist. Like, oh, man, the, the descenders aren't going to let him leave, especially with all this yeah. knowledge. Um, and it, the descenders are like, no, hey, man, take care of your boy. You know, you guys, we, we, we're giving you this knowledge. Go take care. Go take care of your friend. Do what you got to do with him. Matter but fact, this is not to interrupt, but like um, when you you were saying, like you know, you were, you were expecting a turn with the Descenders. If anything, there's a turn with Osiris, right? Because yes. he's like, yeah, he's like, I was, I was, I was gonna leave him to die here, but to be honest, he was kind of maintaining the plants, and now the plants are dead, so I kind of gotta go back anyway. So right. Right. He's like, well, now, now he was right. The caretaker for these things. So now I got to do all these things. And then you, like you said, talk about the twist. The twist then is he's the one that's the jerk. Yeah. Cause he goes, he goes to back to um, the planet. Ostr Ostr I always butcher these. Ostracon. Ostracon. Mm -hmm. And he's there and he starts to take the bit of knowledge that he learned from, from the descenders. And he starts to make his own robot. Yep. And, you know, and that mind you, this is this is four thousand years in what we will know as the present in this story. Mm -hmm. And so now so he's he's builds the robot and he's it's almost like the the, the Frankenstein moment. You know, yeah. Dr. Frankenstein is, yes, I look at what I have created. And the, the 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 creation wakes up and goes, hey, man, you just messed up. <laughs> yeah, 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 because he. He, at first, at first, what he does is he takes the uh, the technology and makes a bunch of automated servants, servants that don't necessarily they're not sentient. They they get programmed commands and they 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 don't have their own free will. Right. The the, the typewriters, the the staples, that kind of junk. Right. right. He decides to make a sentient robot, and when he does, <laughs> <laughs> like you said, um, he he the robot acts you know you know why it was created and you know what 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 its purpose is in the world and he's like well you know i created all these things to serve me and he's like also me am i here to serve you and he's like yeah you're a robot and he's like let me talk to you real quick about that because <laughs> yep because apparently apparently as a sentient robot he was linked with these descenders because especially because the technology is from these descenders right. so 
um, they almost allowed him to take this technology with the idea that they would keep an eye on how he would use it because they were hoping for a harmony between robots and humankind. And instead he creates servants and right. the, the idea that they're, uh, them human, I'm uh, sorry, machine kind would be sub subservient instead of equals to the hum humans. Yeah, that's not going to work. Humanity has failed the experiment. We, we try right. to give you the benefit of the doubt to see if y'all are going to put us on the same equal playing field. And yeah, didn't. So all of a sudden, um, those uh, harvesters return and they start laying waste. Osiris and his creation, they take refuge in a abandoned temple. Osiris ends up dying, but the robot is still there and he will come back into the story in a bit. But where do you where do you sit on this whole like, you know, the, the gradual growing of AI and what when does it become somebody to respect and give rights to? Well, in this story, uh, it's in this story, you 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 quickly see the dissension robots, because even for me, even the robots that are just robots, so to speak, mm -hmm. Lemire is able to immediately make you see them as as people. Yeah, um, they're uh, expressive. Um, they're expressive, and also just, I mean, for for me, I'm just, just jump a little ahead right now, Driller. Yeah, <laughs> drill is a killer. <laughs> drill it, drill is a real killer, baby. And I mean, a guy who knows I'm just I'm a, a, a robot bulldozer who literally who's almost like the group of the story because he says Driller is a real killer. God knows how many times in the story. Right. Within a few issues, you, you, he's like your friend. You, you you know what I mean? So you you stop seeing him as this giant mammoth walking bulldozer robot that just has you know just uh, uh, he's a driller. That's what he does. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, man, that, that's, that's, that's my friend. He's, he's so much deeper than that. And you really do find out how much deeper he is. So the idea of this, this uh, robots becoming sentient, I mean, I, <laughs> I could totally see that happening. I could totally yeah. see that happening. And honestly, I, I, a lot of people say that's, that's the uh, matrix and that we're dooming us all. Bring it on. <laughs> I, I I want it. I want. I want. I want a robot that when I come home, I'm like, "What's up?" You know, Tim Twenty Seven. Oh, hello, uh, Alex. How are you? How was your day? Oh, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, man. No, no, I could see that, and I. It just. I feel like it's just a uh, slippery slope as to when we start to. When when it like, do you think the pursuit of AI is to get us on the same level, like? Would you see robots as your fellow man or are they meant to be subjugated and be, you know, working for us? Like, are they tools, you know, just, I guess, really alive tools? Um, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a child of the 80s and I'm now reading this story. And uh, so be, between Johnny Five and now Tim <laughs> 20 and now Tim 21. Yeah, I would hope I would hope that um, we can eventually share the planet with a bunch of uh, machine people. But if anything from that, like this story teaches us. I don't believe that's the case in general. So you know, it's interesting. You brought up those two, those two uh, very famous, <laughs> you know, robot companions. I'm, I'm also thinking about Pinocchio. You just brought me up to Pinocchio. That's what you get a very Pinocchio feel of this, you know, real boy, you know, uh, Geppetto kind of situation here. Definitely, that's, definitely. That's, that's interesting too. So um, we move on to 15 years from when Tim actually wakes up. We have Professor Isaac Solomon and his assistant Jin Kwan. Um, who go to Ostracon and discover Osiris's 
sentient robot underneath the rubble, the same one that was buried when the harvester showed up. Mm -hmm. So Solomon tries his best to get the robot up and running, but once he plugs him all up, the robot starts to do like a doomsday warning thing of like, warning, you all will die. <laughs> once right, they right, see right. you, it's all over. And um, in fear of what's being prophesied, Solomon just starts to like unplug and be like, no, uh, we're not dealing with this. This is right. way too much. Um, Jin Kwan copies the robot's code behind Solomon's back, uses the pilfered data to begin creating his own robots, the Tim series. And the series of companion robots are such a success that it makes Kwan famous as no one really knows he stole the research to begin with. So he becomes like the world leader in robotics, this, uh, this Jin. And he's happy to take all the credit. This is something we find out later on, the actual reveal of how this all went down. But how did you feel when it was revealed that Jin was a bit of a fraud? Oh, I loved it. I mean, uh, I, I like that we're going through this timeline. I would like you to send me this link okay. that, that um, uh, when you get a chance. Because sure. I didn't know, I didn't know Image made this. But um, see, all this stuff is slow. Like even the uh, there's the Khan and even the Doctor Solomon stuff. A lot of this stuff comes up a lot later on in the story. Yeah, it's true. The way in. It, it, right because the way the story starts is you start in present day. And within three pages, you're like, whoa, what the hell just happened? Yeah. Um, but in this situation, it, it, I thought it was great the way, again, Lumiere just paints this picture of, because this part of the story comes before you even find out about 4,000 years in the past. Yeah. So when this is happening, it's really cool because it's very Indiana Jones-esque, very conspiracy theory. Because a lot of people, have, I feel like, have had these ideas of, man, you know, how what happened to us? you know, five, 10, 15, 20,000 years ago, you know, did aliens come visit us? Were we, were we at one point, this super advanced civilization and we killed ourselves. And right. that's essentially what's happening in this story right here. Cause they're, they're going to this, what there looks like a dead dirt desert kind of planet. And they just unearth a robot in the yeah. middle of a stone temple. And it's just like, what the hell is this? And to me, one of the smartest characters in the story who gets almost no play is Dr. Solomon. He yeah, immediately he recognizes, he immediately recognizes, uh, no. Yeah, he's like that. <laughs> we, like, we ain't messing with this. Which is usually the kind of thing that you want. It, like, if I was watching this in a movie, I would vote, I would root for that guy because I'll join in an actual movie for drama. They would just keep plugging things into him and, you know, right. trying to get uh, right. information out. But he right. cut all that from the source. I, I'm, I'm, I may be mistaken, but I, I also want to say that when they find this, either when um, Ostrich shows up or when these two show up, there's a magic user there. There's somebody with some sort of staff that does some sort of, you know, who's it, what's it. And, um, you know, so I, I was like looking back, I was like, you bastards are putting breadcrumbs in through this whole through this whole thing. Like, you know what you're doing because you I guess he sees the scope of the story in his mind. But yep. your your mind is not trained to look for things because you think they're insignificant. Mm -hmm. Right. And so when you go back and the second time, you're like, "Oh, wait a minute! Mm -hmm. They were all, all mm -hmm. the dots were there. It all connects." It's um, he's he's a master storyteller. I'm telling you, this guy, like that small little detail, ends up being this huge thing so much later on. But in the in the in the here and now of this part of the story, so that now you got you got uh, a Jin Quan or Quan Jin. You got now you got me all backwards over here. <laughs> um, uh, he immediately sees it as, well, look, I'm under the guys. I'm under, uh, not the guys, but under the two, you know, I'm, I'm basically uh, Solomon's apprentice. Yeah. I'm trying to make my name. Mm -hmm. You know, this guy, this guy just shut down 
you know, my the this Nobel Prize, you know, super space prize kind of thing. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm taking they just I'm... they just found dinosaur bones. You exactly. know, like they, they exactly named this dinosaur after you. And he's like, No, let's not no, mess no, with it. Let's keep it exactly no, it, where it it's, is. Let's it, keep it moving. This is too big for us. And he and yeah. and, and this guy immediately seals his fate. He doesn't even realize it. Yeah. He's he's looking at it as I'm about to get money. I'm about to be famous. I'm gonna take just parts of this of this thing and, and little bits of programming and do all these little things, and I'm gonna be set. Meanwhile, yep. as we already know now, the last time he, this machine kind of turned on, it led to again that, that giant harvester just appearing in the sky and just obliterating this planet, which is the whole reason it's it's buried under there. He, so he, he's he's not like Solomon could see like man, this machine caused this craziness around me. Let's not mess with it. Yeah, Jin is like, nah, I got they, they, this. They got no, yeah, they got nothing to do with each other. Don't even worry about it. Nah, you know, he's like, he's a global warming warming denier. He's like, oh, yeah, exactly. like, don't even worry about yeah, it. Nah, come on, man. What are you? I, what, I, of course, everybody wears jackets in Florida all the time. <laughs> yeah, there's no problems <laughs> this is, here. This is normal. This is normal. It was interesting to have one of the characters be a bit of a survivalist, like somebody willing to lie, cheat, and steal just to just to survive. Usually, you get more endearing characters you know um we, and we, we'll get them later i think uh we could argue that is it alex is alex the other guy no what's the name of the what's the name of tim's uh owner adam damn it oh, oh you mean, mean his, uh, well i don't want to say well, um andy. Oh, andy, andy, andy 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 which ah I think toy is, which story i, I should have got I was that about to say yes i was gonna say this that's a toy story thing i told when i when i was first reading it i'm like of course andy gets this 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 new toy in tim 21 yeah. i was totally waiting for him to write andy on the shoot right, totally right, right, right. For, you know um, i feel, I feel so. like a, a different creator would have started with andy because andy feels like a, a movie protagonist right yes. badass scrapper you know don't take it no crap mm-hmm. we'll get into him in a bit but the idea that you start this off with like kind of on Jin, and he's not a great person <laughs> was a very not interesting at all. way to not at all i think almost it, it has to be on purpose because by showing like uh uh tulsa is a bit duplicitous and um Jin is is an out and out liar you start to kind of sympathize with the robots early on in this, in this series because you're like some of these humans are kind of crappy you know some of these humans are, yeah. are a bit big uh, time are a bit much big time well, I mean, I mean, this, the story starts in right in issue number one within a couple pages. It kind of because if you think of the time that the story came out, mm-hmm. um, it was it was about 2015. I think that kind of in the I believe that's around the time of the whole Occupy oh, Wall okay. Street, yeah, the yeah. whole Wall Street kind of thing. So I think because the story starts, it's 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 on this planet that has I believe a population of six billion or some ridiculous number. It's super advanced technology. And here is here is uh quite Jin Quan or quite Jin. Jin. You, got, you, you can, got, call got, him, you can just call him Jin if you want. Yeah, it's just a Jin. He Jin. they're they're like they're like toasting themselves. So like yes, now oh, the, they newest ro- <laughs> you know, the, new, the, the, the newest robots are gonna come out and and look at look at our civilization and uh, this is amazing. It's gonna make us more money and it's gonna lead to more expansion. And within like the, by the third or fourth page or whatever, the harvesters show up. Yep. And you know as you know. In that first instance, like you said, you're. I, I was sitting there going, "Okay, so now we're gonna see how this obviously this jerk becomes the hero of the story yeah. and out out thinks these machines, right?" But then do you realize no, the machines just blew up the whole damn planet. <laughs> yeah, 
and and, and part I, of you makes you think because as the the way that the the way that the narrative goes, part of you makes you think that he will he will eventually do this, and then you get the reveal that oh he doesn't even actually know what any of this is because he stole no, the technology, he stole he, all, all of it, right? And he's not the hero. He's <laughs> no. he's the survivor. Mean, wrong. He's a survivor, <laughs> and his story is very fitting for what he's done. Yeah, but you're you're not introduced at all to the protagonist at this point at all, and you're 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 if you're now looking back on it, yeah, it almost like it almost like as if though you are introduced to the protagonist because you realize, man, the machines are not the messed up ones here, right? The machines are showing up as like, man, you you messed up, you I, you. This is, I think there's even a point in the in the in the book where a robot lies and he's like, you just lied, and he's like, well, we didn't start lying to you, programmed us to. <laughs> <laughs> be right. able to right. lie. So, right. like, this is on right. you, B. That's this it, man. You. We, you know, that 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 old eighties uh, infomercial. I learned it from watching you. <laughs> I learned it from watching you. <laughs> it's true. But you're right. The harvesters show up. They b begin their sudden and violent attack on the entire galaxy, killing millions. Of billions, people. And, billions. And billions and then they just disappear they never explain what's going on they just disappear afterwards so in this instance they do the same they disappear and the sudden attack prompts a galaxy-wide robot genocide uh with teams of scrappers paid to destroy artificial life so now that they know that these harvesters were after them they are now going to great lengths to make sure that no robots exist literally robot calls on every planet um, it, it's it is a bit of a extreme, but how do you sleep at night not knowing when this could happen again? Right. You know, so I don't I don't know what what would you have done in this instance? No, I mean it, it's again it, it it was to me it was Lemire kind of tapping into the the sign of the times. You know, the whole Occupy Wall Street I mentioned. Mm -hmm. Now we're kind of getting into this whole anti terrorism you know um war in afghanistan s kind of stuff yeah and again even and even that stuff is is history repeating itself 100%. and here he here 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 he's showing how this history is repeating itself and now people are, are going nuts like oh man you know these robots showed up and they just obliterated our galaxy so now we have to kill every robot yeah and it as you see, you, you you immediately start to empathize with these robots because they're like, man, this this robot who was obviously all he was was your butler. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's all he was or or the stapler machine or this computer machine. That's all they are. And now you're 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 throwing them into into um, scrapyards and throwing them into uh, these disgusting maws to just destroy them because of the and, fear and melting them down there's like melt, melt right, pits and yeah, stuff. yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. It, and just it's all because oh man it might it might make a, a laser and, and kill me or it'll summon the giant robot again and, and obliterate the planet again you know i'm thankful we have this this podcast because i'm finding out more about this like more the i guess you would say metaphors or the allegories that they're using for this while talking to you because yes a hundred percent um very recently we just i i don't know if you want to say celebrated the 20th anniversary of 9 11 but it, it was surely something that people spoke about and one of the things i think a lot of people spoke about was they're like you know what man i wish that you know i would didn't wish that something like that would happen again but i wish that we would be united uh, like we were after that again. And I'm always mm -hmm. quick to say, ah, because we were <laughs> united, but we were united against another group. Right. And in New York, 
the hate crimes against Muslims skyrocketed yes. after the events of 9-11. Mm-hmm. Because similarly to this, it made people feel good. Did it would it stop terrorism? They don't know. But they just know that those people look like those people. These robots right. look like the robots right. that that blew up everybody. So now they gotta pay because it's gonna make us feel better. And right. that that it's as sickening here as it was in real life. You know, mm-hmm. and the allegory is there. And um it, what a what a cool way to to tell that story, but not blatantly where people go, Oh, he's just trying to, you know, he's just anti war or whatever. It's it's more nuanced than that, I feel like. It will trend and again, look, even as we're unearthing it, we're talking about it. This is stuff you, you have to read and see. And yeah. he, he never and he never just dumps it on you. Yeah. It's as it's as you're reading it, you either catch it or you don't. But either way, you either feel it in the pages. And it, or if you suddenly look up around you and go, oh, crap, this is kind of similar to this. But never once does he just make it to me, like you said, blatant. It's very nuanced. It's very, yeah. it, 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 you're, you're, you, to me, the, I, even as I flip through the pages to reexamine it, I just always felt like I was just in the story. Like I was kind of like in the background. Like, hey, hey, Tim. <laughs> hey, Andy. What's yeah. going on, guys? Like, what, what do we got to do? You know, and it's not until you, you take yourself back out of the story and then look around and go, oh, whoa. Oh, yo, Jeff! I see what you were doing, man. I yeah. see what you were doing. He and, let you uh, come up with your own with your with your own um, opinion on these things, but he does kind of, you know, he he leads you through the story without being like this. These are obviously a hundred percent bad, or these are obviously a hundred percent good. I think we get enough. Uh, diff- differing opinions to have at least a little sympathy for everybody in their own unique plight. You know, we're going to meet the hardware later and I, they obviously have reasons to feel the way that, that they feel. We meet the in-between and they have reasons to feel the way that they feel. You know, everybody in this is not as cut and dry. In comics, it's really easy, right? This side good, this side bad, and that's what right. it is for the most part. Right. You know, um, but this, he had an opportunity to tell something a little bit more messy because life is a little bit more messy than way messy uh, than just being black and white and i i I really dig that in this so no i mean it's funny now now you you bringing up all those groups it makes me think of again more of the groups that are going on nowadays and we'll get into that when we when we get into those characters because i mean uh effie tell me effie effie doesn't remind you of a lot of what's going on nowadays with people yeah yeah, you know what I mean. It's identity is a hell of a thing, man. Identity is a hell of a thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, <clears throat> on the moon, on the mining moon of Darishu Six, a pocket of poisonous gas erupts, killing the entire colony except for a young escapee named Andy Tavers, who is taken off-world for refuge. Uh, Andy leaves behind his beloved robot companion Tim Twenty One and Tim's robot dog Bandit, and that's basically all the prelogue to everything or prologue. Is it prologue? To everything prologue, prologue. <laughs> prologue to everything uh and then we start with the the story as it opens so tim 21 awakens on durish u6 alerting a group of scrappers who fo- who are foiled by our old buddy the mining droid named driller uh, what what did you think of what did you think of tim as the protagonist in this story like we talked a little bit earlier about the the uh, children and innocence and stuff, um, but he is mainly the main character in this. Well, yeah. How did you? What did you think about that decision as opposed to giving us a human protagonist? Um, well, if if you didn't spoil the story or look too far into the cover of the very first issue, um, when Tim when when the story starts, uh, you not not start starts, but when Tim is introduced, yeah, he wakes up. He wakes up. 
and you're immediately like, all right, he wakes up in a dark room. He's all by himself. And again, you, like you said, you think, oh my God, it's a kid. And he's all by himself. Where is he? Well, you know, Jeff, this kind of says, you know, like you said, the mining planet of Dershu or whatever. And you're like, okay, so he's on some weird place. He's all by himself. Mm-hmm. Poor kid, poor kid. I can't believe this. And he starts wandering around wondering what happened. Like everybody's missing or he, I think he finds a couple dead bodies and you're just like this poor kid. Like, where's his family? He's all by himself. What happened on this place? And within a couple of pages, uh, he, he transforms and almost attacks uh, or seemingly attacks, I believe, Bandit, right? Does he get scared yeah. by Bandit? Bandit and, scares him, so he opens right, up his he, <laughs> Right, 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 right. And, you're, and then immediately you're just like, whoa, this little kid is, is he a cyborg? Is he yeah. a robot? You know, or, or did something happen to him that turned him into this? Like, oh my God, they, there's some aliens experimented on this poor kid. You don't know. You yeah. don't know. And so, like you said, you, you're given this perspective from this kid now, and immediately you just, and now for me, within within all of a, all of like four or five pages of being introduced to this kid, I'm in on him. Yeah. I'm like, he's all by yeah. himself. I want him to find his friend. He's calling out to Andy. You know, he, but at the I'm, same I'm time. I'm digging was, Bandit. because bandit, I'm digging Bandit. bandit, bandit, bandit you know, right like I, I'm, not, I'm not a dog person, but I like that dog. That ro- He's a robot dog and, and yeah. he communicates. He communicates with barks. And emojis. Uh, and, 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 and emojis. <laughs> old school. Old school emojis, emojis text, that, text that, emojis. Yes, that this old guy understands. Not these, go. not these, not these poop emojis and, and yeah. watermelons and, and eggplants. Like, you is know that chocolate I mean? ice cream or what? What are you trying to do? Yeah, yeah what, what are we doing? Oh yeah, I'm down. I'm down for chocolate ice cream. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You poop, know, poop, poop, poop. Yeah, poop, poop. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I, I, I miss the days of parentheses and equal signs and zeros. You know there what I mean? Like, One, I, four, I, I three. Can... I love you, man. You know, it's exactly. all there. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I mean? Now, now, now I have to put my glasses on to, to you know, like, is that a broken heart or a real heart? What, yeah. what, is that an apple with a, <laughs> with a worm in it? What, what does that mean? You're turning it around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So, um, so yeah, you, so you, you're just thrown into this, this kid and, and he's, again, this, this master writer, Jeff Lemire, he just, within a few pages, you're in on this kid who you're not even sure is he a robot is he a cyborg what's going on on this planet is 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 this taking place before that crazy attack is it taking place after what's that obviously not the same planet because the the, the planet that the harvesters initially attacked was nairanta something like that uh, yeah narita yeah narita and yeah. um and so it's you're and my and mind you guys this all is is the first like 10 11 pages yeah. of the first issue and you, he just he just throws you in the middle of this. You know, you you don't have all the backstory that that uh, that, J- that George just went through. You right. know, you just this is this, this is how the story starts. And for me, I was just all in. I was just all in. And yeah. so it, so it, right. You just now now you're sitting here going, how is this kid going to survive in this of uh, this wasteland? That these robots have caused because now and also wait, is he part of it? Is he against yeah. it? You, what what is this? What is this? Chi- is he a child robots? Like what is this? How should we what classify is going on? him? And we spent the last ten years destroying all of his kind. Exactly. Right? Should we stop now? Now that we found this little one. And the worst thing about it is now that Tim Twenty One's awake, everybody wants Tim Twenty One. <laughs> right. Because not that well. Well, they, they either want to destroy him. Yeah. But then you come to find out that he's like super special. So yeah. some people want to use him. 
I feel like there's constantly a wall blowing up and people showing up and going, we want the boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like in, every, in every other book. Yeah, you know. We're just showing up to kidnap and, him. And, 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 then, and then the superhumanizing part of him is he only wants one thing. He wants he, Andy. Yeah, he wants to find out what happened with Andy. He wants to meet her you with know, Andy. That, that's, that's it. That's all he wants. And he's just like, sure, I'll go along on the adventure, but one of you guys is going to get me to Andy, right? Right? Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, Nikki, and a lot of people promise. Uh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, sure. Don't even worry about it. Don't worry you. about Andy. I know who Andy is. And everyone's kind of like, Andy probably died on the planet. He doesn't even realize. A hundred percent. Yeah, they, it's it's terrible. Uh, on that planet, though, it's, yeah, it's Nairata. Nairata? N-I-Y-R-A-T-A. Nairata. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. That happens also to be the home of the United Galactic Galactic Council, the UGC, and a team assembles after learning that Tim 21 has awakened and that he has the same codex as the dreaded harvesters that decimated planets years ago. So the team consists of Jin Kwan, who I'm most likely be calling Jin, <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Ta- Captain Telsa, Telsa. <laughs> Telsa. <laughs> and the soldier Tulis. The team is sent by the general Nagoki, who then goes to the UGC council meeting where he reveals that he has discovered a Tim series bot with the same codec as the Harvesters. And we then learn his plan to use Tim 21 to build a defense for the UGC under with their very own Harvester. Um, what do you think of Nagoki's plan here? And I think it goes back to that question I asked you earlier. You have to kind of provide your people with a sense of security right like how do you promise that there's never going to be an attack like this again how do you feel about the ugc having their own quote-unquote harvester i mean it's 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 classic um desperation and 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 just like you said the, the 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 need to make everybody else feel safe Right. So and and but while all in the meanwhile, it's that classic, you know, um, if, if you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back. Yeah. Because here, they, here they are creating the very thing that they're terrified of. Right. This giant robot that oh, this one's gonna protect us. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> it's like nah, man. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize what you're. You don't realize what you're doing. You're becoming a monster to fight a monster. <clears throat> and is it is it right. worth it? Is it worth it at that point? You and know. No. It, it gets crazy. It, it gets insane. So, and again, this is all, with, all within the beginning of the very beginning of the story. And yeah. you're just thrown into this, into the situation. You're introduced they, to. Uh? Everybody, everybody's horrified by the events of the earlier part in the story. So you're kind of with right. them on that sense because you don't know why it's happened. So you're with them with like, yo, do whatever you got to do to make sure that this shit doesn't happen. And we're told that yeah. Tim has yeah. a, that Tim has something to do with this, but we just don't know. To what extent and if whether or not it's a good something or a bad something to do with this that's a that's another big part because we have this little yeah. angelic companion robot we don't want to believe that he's out to you know team up with these harvesters to destroy human life but maybe of course is. not no maybe well we, we don't we, we you're right at this point in the story we don't know and and you even even the 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 military or the UGC uh, people have their own story. Like you said, uh, the general, he wants to make sure this never happens again. Mm-hmm. And very quickly, we're also told that uh, Telsa is his daughter. Yeah. And she's part of the mission. And he is terrified of the idea of her even being on the mission. Like, I don't want to lose you. Like, I lost your 
mother because her yeah. mother and that's and oh, so she you're, died you're, in the in the um, she, in, in the in, harvester in, attacks and in, in, in the harvester attack and, and and that's something again like it's just told it, it's not it, there's not a tremendous amount of exposition that goes into it because telsa you're like okay so you know who is this red red-eyed blue-skinned alien girl and why do i need to care about her oh these these horrible machines killed her mother and that's her motivation for wanting to you know um, assist of course in the ugc's attack yeah. and her dad is the head general so she wants to impress him she right. wants to show hey you know don't just leave me on a ship and protect me because i'm your daughter let me show you what i can do yeah uh, and also get revenge on these things for killing for killing my mother and you know i believe that i believe they wiped out like what like five billion people on yeah. on that planet on the, the planet planets yeah yeah something like right so it's they just came and, and wiped people out and so now they have an opportunity to let's go find this robot that suddenly turned on that has apparently the same code as these super destroyers and let's 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 hopefully solve our problem you yeah. know either either use it to create our own super machine or use it to find them before they find us again right so, so now they're off to to just find what they think is going to be this is easy uh like search. the key the key to the lock right the key to the right. question of all the all this stuff um and they do they they do find him but they mm -hmm. end up getting intercepted by a scrapper ship who takes them to the planet ganish where their mm -hmm. king imprisons them and tries to torture Jin for his knowledge about the machines um which was horrifying like they're just cutting off limbs they have him like chained up to yep. a table and they're just cutting mm -hmm. into him little, little uh tim is there like going what's going on you know he's right. all like confused he doesn't know what's going right. on um which is a damn shame uh driller and tullis are sent to like to be gladiators in the Galician yes. coliseum or whatever they just That's throw it. them guys over there um and this is when Jin confesses for taking credit for solomon's discovery and in doing so loses a limb because of it because you know right they, uh, they're yeah, not they're, too yeah, happy they're, about they're, that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they're 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 going to those immediate uh, governor esque uh, yeah uh, uh, interrog interrogation interrogation yeah. interrogation where it's like, listen, tell us. I can't. I don't. I can't tell you anything. Slice. Yep. Tell us. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and yep. and he loses an arm, and it's just like, and that's you kind of a little fast forward, but I guess that's kind of like what I was telling you in the beginning of the of the story. Here he is toasting wine glasses to his success and his his hubris for stealing this code. Yeah. And within 10 years, he's now like, I believe he was almost like, a, like an enemy of the state because it's like, man, you're the reason they came probably because because you, you, created, you created all these them. machines. Yeah. And now and now he's like he goes from being living in the penthouse on the on the building. Now he's he's dressed like a poor man. His hair is a mess. He's, he's wearing like crappy glasses and he just he's not he's, he's not clean shaven or anything. And now he's being sent on basically like a suicide mission because they're like, yeah, man, but, but we know you kind of know this code because you created the Tim 21 models and we found one. And it seems like the, so we're going to send you hopefully off to die, but you know, before you die, solve the problem. And from and the he, moment that he's recruited into this mission, he knows he doesn't have the knowledge of what they want. No, <laughs> so it's all, he's, a, he's, it's all a ticking time bomb until yeah. they figure out <laughs> that he doesn't, he's useless in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I think that's interesting. And what you were saying, you know, the hubris, he ends up thinking he got away with it in a lot of ways and right. ends up paying for it over and over and over and over again, uh, which comes to show you, man, that karma comes, it may not come right away, but it'll it be comes. there. It'll be yeah, there. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And for him, it's just the beginning. And and it looks like they're, you know, dead to rights. I mean, the Ganesh 
technicians are there, but boom, big explosion. We meet the hardware, a secret society of machines waging war on humanity who arrive and save our heroes. We meet their leader, Sias. Sias, yes. And his companion, who uh, we are surprised to see, is another robot in the Tim series, Tim 22. Tim 22. When uh, the Ganeshian king objects to their desire to take Tim 21 with them to, you know, where the machines hang out, they just assassinate him. <laughs> Tim 22 just blows the blows uh, the mind, literally, <laughs> of, of the king. And I'm like, oh, we're not playing. Like, we, they, <clears throat> no. they made it a, a big point up until this point to, to state how uh, intimidating the Ganeshians were and their royalty and their power and all that kind of stuff. When hardware just assassinates the king like willy-nilly okay guys time to go i was like oh this is not good this is not gonna end well <laughs> for anybody involved no it was it was vicious because even when they were brought to the planet it, which is very much it's it's almost like very romanesque everything is you know this big society and everybody's just uh almost a caricature of, of a roman society and the emperor himself is very Julius Caesar, you know, just gaudily dressed. And and I don't know. If, to me, I, I, I felt like the blonde hair was a was a, a nod to Donald Trump. It was a bit hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. You know, you know, because these aliens, they're they're they kind of look like the the pig aliens from Star Wars. Yeah. And and they're like a lot of they're like really messed up kilowogs. If you remember yes. Kilowog, yes, <laughs> Green Lantern. Lantern. That's right. Think that's about right. A, a Kilowog who never did a push up in his life. All he did was exactly. eat, eat exactly. cookies and cream. And yeah, that exactly. that's it. it. And and where's and and there? I guess his crown or his is distinguished. Head piece, his headpiece <laughs> was, so was a, a, like a blonde wig, and it's and it's a blatant bowl cut. It's a blatant bowl cut. Yeah, but, it's like you the know, Larry Curly and Mo kind of kind of. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> very very much so. And so, and like you said, you're, you're, you you can see these guys are in control. Like all the bounty hunters, the scrappers, they come to this planet to bring the robots. And, you know, this is the planet where the robots go to die or go to be just tortured. And so, you know, this guy's, you know, even when the hardware shows up, he's kind of like, yeah, who cares? We could take care of this, whatever, whatever. A, a robot uprising, big deal. And Tim 22 who it's 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 is who you immediately can see is like man this guy is not like Tim Twenty One Tim Twenty One no, is innocent he's innocent he's he's very childlike he just wants to see his Andy and and like figure out what the heck's going on Tim Twenty Two is I, I, I <laughs> it's to me is Chucky yeah. he's the doll you don't want to come to life you know leave him in the box and don't mess with it. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, but I got real big The Good Son vibes from this. Oh, from this, very much so. He is definitely book. he is definitely Macaulay Culkin, and 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 he and and what's his name is definitely a very young Elijah Wood. Wood. Yeah, yes, I was like, yes, oh I, no, this yes. is, I remember this. <laughs> this mm -hmm. doesn't end well for anyone. No, no, because because I, I believe I believe like even though you know early on we saw Tim Twenty One show he has some kind of offensive capabilities. Yeah. You, you never really see that and, it, and his personality doesn't even allow you to believe he has the ability to hurt anything but right. tim 22 immediately is just like oh you're the emperor of this planet that's killing my people blast you in the face with my hand cannon you know very very iron man-esque you know like matter ma matter of fact we got things to do we got places to go we gotta that's it man you know whereas is, the other one doesn't even want to say nothing mean 
to people. You know, right, right, like, right. Twenty one right. doesn't even want to be rude. You know? Exactly, and and so and and that's kind of the whole hardware's thing. You know, you, which you're you're just you're now you're starting to go well. It's you're you're just thrown back and forth in your emotions, like oh, robots are bad. Oh, I feel bad for robots. Oh, these guys are jackasses. But these robot guys are almost as evil yeah. who the hell am i rooting for here right. you know what i mean and the messy. whole time you're like it's messy <laughs> it's messy and the whole time you're like i feel bad for tim 21 but when is he gonna betray me as well you know what i mean yeah. like what yeah. what's going when on is he here gonna sympathize with his kind right? right like he totally can they're right there they're telling their story it's kind of jacked up why wouldn't they um and I think that that that's all incredibly interesting because it does have humongous parallels to here. It's almost as if to say generalizations are wrong. <laughs> don't, don't don't make broad generalizations against any any given group because odds are there's outliers in any of them, and you know the worst always. of the worst. You can't judge them based on the worst of them. I right. guess is another is another thing that they're trying to go at here, which is I mean I, I I'm I'm all for that. Yes. Uh, the crew is then brought to the machine moon, an artificial planet uh, that serves as a refuge for those who manage to escape the robot genocide. Now, right here, I'm like, hell yeah, because those genocides look rough. Like the way that they were hauling those robot bodies, even the way scrappers treat and talk about robots, Robbies, if you will. Yes, um, yes, that's right. Yep, yep. You know, not even calling them by their name because they're such they're so beneath, you know, they got to right. get a little nickname and, and they just get scrapped. Um, so I'm like, yeah, it's to I'm totally cool for them. I'm hanging out on their own moon. It is what it is. You know, it's chill. And then Telsa and Jin discover a inoperative harvester just there. And it's kind of like a deity to these people. And right. when asked about it, they're like, oh, yeah, we love those guys. They totally came in and were like, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were guests here. Like, you're over here, you know, you're over here seemingly lording the person that our people out you know which makes things a bit sour between the humans and the robots so Jin, the ever the survivalist is like well well i know what dr solomon is so don't kill me because i can tell you where dr solomon is and i can tell you where the original robot is uh that i took the codex from so they're like okay i will keep you alive until then and they let the timbots hang out with one another <laughs> that's when it gets a mm -hmm. bit <laughs> good son because good son yeah yeah, because initially, um, a lot of the things that Tim 22 wants to do, Tim 21 doesn't. He really kind of just wants Andy. And um, he likes to read actual books, like physical books, because he read mm -hmm. physical books uh, alongside Andy and his parents. Whereas mm -hmm. 22 is like, oh, yeah, I got a huge library in my mind. We can read anything. He's like, I kind of don't want to do that. Right. They, they play like a virtual reality game. And it's like incredibly violent. And Tim 21 was like, I don't want to play that anymore if you don't if you know if i have a choice in this i'd I rather right. not yeah you, you have super mario brothers by any chance <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean do you have animal crossing i just want to fish yeah. it's like a little big little big planet a little big planet <laughs> Please. you know what i mean so you know, that, th uh, those are already the sprinklings and then the rest of it gets revealed when we see what um tim 22's uh background is you know his he had a very cold-hearted um he was given to an older man to be a companion, an older, I want to say sick man. And the guy just locked him in a closet. He right. was completely terrified of him, locked him in a closet, mm -hmm. would burn cigarette butts on his face yeah. to see if he felt pain. Shit. Like just mm -hmm. the worst of the worst. Uh, eventually he gets out of there and is hunted and, and until he meets the hardware, 
you know, he's constantly an issue there. So I thought that what, like, I was already getting iffy feelings about him, but then watching that backstory, I'm like, that's kind of how you build a murderer right there. There it is. I mean, yeah, I mean, because even at, up until this point, you get the very idea, and I believe there were some a, f- a couple flashbacks up to this point that you, Tim Twenty One was a very he was a member of the family. He wasn't yeah. he wasn't a toy. He yeah. wasn't uh, um, uh, a Nintendo, so to speak. He was a member of the family, and he was like you said, they they read books together, they played together. I believe even up at this point, you see that Andy, as a child, referred to him as his brother, yeah. not not my toy. Right. Which was like, which was kind of getting into that whole idea of, hey man, we're we're all one. We're, you know, I'm not I'm not a server to you. You're not a server to me. We're, you know, very. Uh, we're just we're brothers. We're the same. And then now you start to see Tim Twenty Two, and it was kind of talk about the Toy Story reference. I feel like this is like Toy Story Three, yeah. Where you know Woody's like, nah, man, Andy loves us. Look at he takes care of us. And the strawberry bear is like, man, they left us in the rain. Yep. And they, they and then they you know, all end up the same way at the end, bro. They all right. end up at the same way at the end. And, exactly. And do you, uh, Tim Twenty One's upbringing is a bit unique. You know, not every robot has had this background. Um, and what a unique perspective to then bring to not only you know the uh, machine kind in uh, this machine moon, but later on with the actual descenders he has a very unique perspective on all this and given the family that he was given to like he can actually say from experience and he does show them that there is a level of empathy that can be obtained between humans and um and machines which is, yeah. is interesting uh but but so um paranoid due to sias that's uh, sias right Sias, yeah, the, the leader know, of the. I was hardware. trying to, I was trying to say Sias and then apostrophe yeah, so it's Sias's. <laughs> right. Par- paranoid due to Sias's <laughs> obsession with Tim Twenty One, Tim Twenty Two disables him and poses as him, escaping with Jin and Telsa in route to find Solomon on the aquatic planet of Mata. Telsa alerts the UGC military of the existence and location of the Machine Moon. But their psychopathic stowaway, Tim-22, tries to neutralize her. Once the deception is revealed, Jin manages to wound Tim-22 and rescue Telsa. Um, Which, I like their dynamic. I like Jin and Telsa's dynamic because she's always calling him a piece of crap. (laughs) And he's always challenging her opinions on things. Um, I don't really know who he kind of reminds me of, but with her, I get huge Leela from Futurama and Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy vibes. Like if you mm-hmm. could just mesh those two together, um, I think that's a perfect uh, Tulsa. I heard in 2020, I, I, let me see if I can pull this up, uh, a subsidiary of NBC Studios called Lark Productions announced that they have acquired the exclusive television rights to Descender. Really? That was last year. Ooh, ooh okay, okay, well. I mean, it seems like more and more we're getting into the um, the peacock idea. needs the peacock needs <laughs> exclusive programming, bro. That's what they're about to do. I don't look. I don't care who gets <laughs> who. Who I don't care who makes this stuff as long as it's a solid team making it and they respect the property and it gets made. Because like, look, why the last man is finally airing after how many times it got juggled around. Yeah. And and he, to see the indie properties getting their just due, whether it's Why the Last Man or Sweet Tooth or um, 
kind of trying to think of some more indie properties I mean, that if you want to go walking dead right <laughs> walking, oh, walking dead walking, walking dead. dead yes walking dead i mean yeah all these all these lesser known properties that that really in the grand scheme of things do a fraction of what the the big two do right is great to see because not only are they getting the props they deserve i love when people are like man that was such a good original story and i go pause Right. Here's the original. Here's here's the original book. That oh, it's a comic book, and that people aren't wearing spandex. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean. And and there's 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 tons of it. There's a, I'm I, I'm trying to. There's I mean oh, even how, if, about, how about the boys? The, the boys. boys. Yeah, I was gonna bring up um, Umbrella Academy. Umbrella sense, Academy. Yes. In the sense that I know that once that show dropped, you couldn't find a damn beginning comics in the comic stops because everybody went to go start their their journey from the beginning so it's such a cyclical thing you create this this creator owned indie comic it it blows up it gets a lot of fans they make a show about it which then in turn gets people to buy more of the comic because they want to now go and, and find out more about this so a show about um descender might actually bring more descender fans and it's it's awesome that it was the descender fans that possibly got the show made in the first place if that makes any sense yeah i mean yeah you just it's a matter of of those people that wrote that one writer in the room or maybe some assistant to a writer going hey i read this yeah yeah, yeah. it's <laughs> pretty sh- damn good <laughs> it's good try reading it you know and so um i'm sorry but back back to the story of the the actual the story here so yeah, it's, you're you're right. The dynamic between Telsa and Jin is is phenomenal. She's definitely uh, that that classic strong uh, military esque woman, much like Leela Leela from Futurama. Yeah, and um and and she has that great dynamic with Jin in that he he's this bumbling fool, you know, because you just keep finding out, especially early on in the story, like man, this guy's full of crap. Yeah, you know what I mean. His whole his whole existence is built on a lie. But he keeps he like you said he's he's a survivor. So even yeah. though he's full of crap, he's a guy who knows how to get things done in the end and and keep himself alive, even if it's at the expense of his body. He's already lost an arm, which is by this point in the story is replaced with a robot arm, very much like a Luke Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> and, and so and and here he comes along to save the military woman who's who, up until this point is or you get the idea of like yo she can take care of herself 100%. and so so she's dealing with uh, tim 22 who's just going full-on chucky right now and quiet and, and jen just comes up behind you talk about de- deals a deals a, a wound to this thing he de- he decapitates it. yeah ching. <laughs> you know what i mean but your but, soul but is mine <laughs> yeah but it but because it, he's a machine i hate to say it like this or just uh, this unfair advantage Right, his right. head is hang is hanging on by by uh wires like a, and circuits by and wires. Stuff. Yeah, it's, it's like a like a what, what do you call those that that game back in the day the, the rock'em sock'em the, robots rock'em rock'em <laughs> sock'em robots rock'em sock'em robots exactly so you should have so uppercutted him <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it should have been an uppercut you know uh, so you th- you think you think the the Tim Twenty Two is defeated and here here is Jin paying paying for his sins yet again he takes a massive blast to yeah. the to the to his body yeah tim 22 with his head dangling there off his body shoots jen this what you think is like oh jen is done like he lost his arm he you can survive that through his spine he just just got (laughs) shot through his spine he's dead but at least he's you know he died saving talsa and let's see where it goes 
where let's see where it goes from here and right. like but we got to deal with this chucky doll that, that like, he's how the hell is he still alive <laughs> and this horror this horror i mean like you said just to allude to the chuckiness of it all right this horror movie is taking place inside of a sci-fi epic so even yes. though all this is happening on the ship the world around them is crumbling between this war of the U ugc the hardware the Ganesians, all that stuff is coming to light when we talk about the dynamic of uh Telsa and Jin, they are diametrically opposite. Telsa is more than she seems. On paper, she's just a, a woman commander, but she's actually the daughter of Nagoki and actually somebody who was there with the harvesters and actually somebody who really knows how to fly a ship who went and changed her name to make sure that she could be an actual pilot and fight in the UGC. He is none of the things he claims to be. Nope. <laughs> so, so she is more than she seems and he's way less than he seems. But I think her constantly berating him made him question, you know, what what is he actually? When push comes to shove and the lines in the sand, does he have what it takes to actually be something of substance? And this sacrifice here kind of kind of speaks to that. It kind of speaks to him, like you said, trying to repent from, you know, his very, very uh, dangerously, uh, uh, you know, lies that have cost a bunch of lives in this in this whole war billions billions but yeah it's 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 all there these layers to these characters who like and again i'm i'm sorry i'm, I'm sorry it, it, now we're, i think we're up to maybe about issue let's say 11 12 yeah. and the layers of to these characters other other people take if they even get to this depth with these characters with their characters it takes them dozens of issues if they even get there yeah. Lemire's able Lemire's able to get to this depth with these characters. And mind you, it's there's it's all these characters. There's so many characters even at this point, even though we're focusing on, say, like three or four right now. Yeah. You you just feel for them. You, you, this guy who in the beginning of the story, you were just like, man, you're a douchebag. You're now like, man, you lost your arm. You have a giant hole in your chest. I feel bad for you. Yeah. But it's like, you really shouldn't. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and, I, and at one point, you think he sold everyone out. Yes, at one point yes. and so you're constantly on the fence of like wow you right. keep proving yourself to be a jerk bro like you keep yeah. but no it actually is the survivalness in him and he always finds a way to make sure that he's saving uh telsa he's also one of the ones to constantly um advocate on behalf of tim where telsa is a bit standoffish in the beginning about how she feels about him even at the end she kind of is kind of like keep turning a blind eye to what you know what like gonna deliver him to her father and right it's is, is trying not to have any kind of emotional attachment but it's like come on come on like yeah spent all this time with this kid but is he a kid that's the whole right that's the whole thing of it all you, you know, know who thinks he's a kid andy does you want to get on andy Oh, I mean, oof, now, now, because even up to this point in the story, you're, the whole time you're like, man, I think Andy's dead. Yeah. He died would, on the planet. I mean, yeah. You know, you, 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 you know, even though, even though I believe they do hint, allude to the idea that a bunch of people were able to escape the, the mining planet before mm -hmm. the, before the, the mist cloud killed everybody. You're not sure if he got off. You're not, you're, not, you're like, did he get off? His parents, I believe, obviously didn't, but we're not sure about him. And now, because it is 10 years later, we're introduced into Scrapper Andy, which you're just like, fuck. Yeah. Grizzled, <laughs> he's messy. Grizzled. He's, he's got his own team of Scrappers. And now you're like, again, this is a, just your, 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 your gut is torn to pieces because you're just like, wait a minute. Andy has been dying. I mean, Andy, a Tim 21 has been dying to find you. 
And mm-hmm. now when he is about to find you, it seems, because we're finally seeing you, like, oh, yeah, you survived, and you're now killing robots. His kind. Killing his kind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So it's just way. like, um, Andy's going to, I mean, Tim's going to be so excited to see you. Are you just going to just blow a hole in this guy's face? Yeah. Like, what is what is going to happen upon this reunion that's that's going to obviously finally occur? And I feel like when we first meet Andy, and he he's he's on a scrapping mission, and there's like a I guess he goes like to like a cave or something, and there's a bunch of robots hiding in there, and they like beg for their lives. Yes. And then the page turns, and he has all of them decapitated, and he's walking around with their with their you know remnants. Yeah. And stuff yeah, like that. Andy. And I'm like, whoa. Andy is immediately shown to be, I hate, I hate to say hateful, but he, under, under, again, understandably, because this yeah. is that perspective from now, from his child perspective, that really you don't even get, you, you, you don't get told, you just have to experience, you have to understand it. Yeah. His, his mom and all his people that he were affiliated with on this mining planet are, are wiped out. And now who, who, who knows how he's raised in some kind of foster system or by some some family or whatever. We saw a little bit of that, right? Him and Effie <clears throat> kind of got <clears throat> tossed around from <clears throat> right. from place to place right. as as do foster children, right? When they don't mm-hmm. really have a place, right. they kind of get passed around through the system. And he became a scrapper to leave the adoption system, just to leave that that whole weird system. Um, but yeah, watching him be so callous in the nature of robots is very hard when you realize how much that that one robot cares about him that one you know that tim series robot and no it's right and so now now we're seeing him and i don't know i just i remember reading this in in trade paperback and being like oh we're finally gonna see andy and just have feeling like my heart ripped out when they show like this is not the andy from toy story 3. this is this is this is uh this is the variant this is the variant andy this is right or sid or very like he don't love him he's pulling them apart he's right he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna attach a freaking piece of dynamite to him and kick him off a cliff put a barbie doll head on him and you're exactly (laughs) it's like yeah so oh it's 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 rough it's rough when he gets introduced yeah so now he is now he is looking for Tim as a he gets with Bugger and he's looking for Tim as a um you know as a bounty. He right. tracks Tim 21 to the planet Ganesh, but they they bounce from there. Um mm-hmm. and so he ends up taking on Bandit, uh Driller, and Tullus. <laughs> so like people from our other story now are meeting, you know, uh Andy, who was a part of the beginning of this story. It's it's cool how everyone kind of intersects. So this is like our scrapper crew. It's Andy, right. uh, Tullis, Bandit, Driller, um, and Bugger. I want to say that was it. Was it Bugger or Clugger? The big. He just looks. He looks like a, a melted version of the thing. Yeah, yeah, like almost like a job of the hut. Fucking <laughs> yeah, fucking head. Yeah, like that. you know what I mean. Right, right. Yeah, but um, he's there too. They go to Planet Samson to see Andy's ex-wife, the half-human, half-robot Effie, who is a skilled computer programmer. Turns out she turned herself cyborg after divorcing Andy and moved to Samson. She began to work with the group, the in-betweener, I mean the in-between, a ragtag bunch of human-robot hybrids that sympathize with the robot plight. Um, she's eventually approached by Andy and asked to track down Tim 21 by using Bandit to reverse engineer the tracking connection. Um, before we get to what happens after that, I wanted to just mention that um, 
this is a bit of an extreme. Or it seems like an extreme. Maybe I'm the prude. Maybe I'm the, uh, you know, maybe I'm uh, too conservative on the matter. But when he meets back up with her, the way that she speaks to him, she keeps an emotional distance. Right. You know, I am of the in-between. Do not call me Effie. Like her whole identity has now changed being half uh, cyborg. Um, she truly does fit, like feel um, the, the, the problems that the robots face. And at one point she loses her arm before all this happens. She loses her arm and it gets replaced by a robot arm and um, can tell that Andy doesn't dig the fact that she has a robot arm early on. Yeah. And and it's like, well, you know, if this is the line in the sand, then I guess I'm on this side, you know, like have fun over there. I'm with these guys. And right. it's, it's created this bit of a riff. She still gets a little hot for my boy, Andy. You know, they, they still have their moments. They, you know, Effie, mm. Effie, uh, I can't remember. Did she have a robot name? I just remember Effie. I believe, I, 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 I believe, I believe she does. I, I, or, or, or kind of like the, the collective name. But he kept calling her Effie. He wasn't calling her. Right. And she, and she, and she just keeps like, no, no, no. And I, I don't know. It just, it reminds me of, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a, 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 a deep, long committed relationship or 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 something like this but but you know yeah. you know when you have a good friend or a good close lover or wife or whatever and you can kind of like see through their bull bull crap when they're going through some emotional thing yeah and you kind of just look at them and go this is like a phase or this isn't really <laughs> who you are right but i'm i'm but i'm still with you and you you, you for me you you totally got that in this in the in this early interaction where andy sees her and it's just like all right i get it something happened where this is what she decided to do but you're still effie to me yeah you're still he uh, sees just, through all of it right like he's right. he's not even like it's all happening out here and he's going mm -hmm. straight down the middle yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. in between yeah 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 cyborg yeah yeah so effie yeah <laughs> How do you, right right you know, you know like, and i mean mind you and mind you like she is not human like when you if if when you please guys it, read it's, the damn it's book this part is this part that yes, gets me the chin yeah. The yeah, whole, the, her whole chin is and down is is metal. Her face is mostly is, um, human skin, but that most chin, human skin. But even jaw, like her, her, but her eyes, her eyes are very cold. all green. Yeah, they're all and, green. Yes, yeah, and and her her haircut is not a. It's more. It's like Mad Max. It's very uh, Furiosa. Yes. Esque. You know, it's so not like, the human. It's not the human idea of beauty. I'll tell you not that. Not at all. Not at all. It's it's this isn't uh this isn't uh what's her name in um Blade Runner uh what's the, what's the actress's name uh, Armas the Armas oh, oh you're talking about twenty forty nine I went a bit ahead yeah. you you I, I'm, I'm, I was I'm four thousand I was in the four thousand year future with what's going yeah yeah on. you were you were in the you were in the modern yeah you were thinking of uh, Anna the Armas sure I'm thinking of what's her name from Splash. From the original freaking uh, Blade Runner, but anyway, right. So like the, the way the way they the way the way they look is this is not this. This is they have they have turned themselves into half human, half people cyborgs. Yeah. So and and they are all about it. And but and like you said, Andy looks at it and goes, "Yeah, whatever. You're still my mm -hmm. Effie. Can you help us find Tim Twenty One so we can get on get on with this mission?" Because I don't, I don't, I don't think you really ever in this time because you could see the conflict even with Tim Twenty One with Andy, yeah. Like, um, is because it's like I grew up calling this machine my brother, but these machines have 
have led to the death of my family because oh man that that oh, oh. <laughs> he's still yeah the, the, he, he, in his mind because even though the 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 um the descenders never didn't come to the mining planet everyone's assuming that they had something to do with the mining planet's population being killed by the gas yeah that comes about later on with my man and my it man was Driller. yeah it, it had to do with a machine you know he was that close it, right <laughs> Right, yeah. right, right. But you, but you, you know, it, and that's that's a whole another awesome parts of the story. So here he is. He's, hey, can, can you use this dog robot that used to be my toys? You know, banded and track down, track down ten twenty one, and again within a few pages, you you meet this brand new character you didn't even know existed really up to this point in the story, and you're just thrown into her personality. Oh, she's 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 obviously an extremist. She feels she's um, she empathizes so deeply with the other side, so to speak, that she becomes it. Right. But at the same time, you feel why you yeah. you understand it. You you can get it. You know, um, it, this reminds me of the current plight with the LGBTQT community plus right. community. You know what I mean? And, like and the allies, right? The people who may not exactly uh, uh, they may not exactly feel what they're feeling, but are willing to si sit on their side, stand on their side. And right. say that I'm on this, you know, I'm on this team. Yeah, you know, exactly. So it's like, here are all these, like I said, these layers to these characters and to the story. Like, what is, man, in 10 years, all this, this, yeah. this galaxy-wide federation has fallen into <laughs> our modern society's problems. Yeah, it all, it's <laughs> cyclical. It always comes back around. The history just you know? repeats itself. You know, right. and um, the harvesters keep showing up and blowing things to bits, but we keep going back to the same. I, we don't. Maybe it's hubris. You know, maybe it's just how humanity works through all those things. Um, but yeah, they try to reverse uh, engineer the tracking connection. Unfortunately, the Ganesians uh, use this to track Andy, and they send their army in to attack. Tullus sacrifices himself by distracting a solar war worm long enough for them to escape. So. Rest in peace, uh, Tullus, who was always on the right-hand side of Nagoki and had really um, had some real cool sentiments towards Telsa. Like, as somebody who, I guess, watched everything from, from the side of her father, he, she, he really had a lot of respect for her. And I thought that was pretty Yeah, cool. definitely. I mean, he was, he was, he was more like her, her nanny her at her or even in even in some ways her her dad her actual yeah. dad you know what i mean kind yeah. of like uh what's his name yandu you know yeah you you know he, that guy was your father but i was your daddy yeah 100 percent. you know what i mean because you know her her father was too busy running the you know, the military so to speak so he comes in and is always by her side and taking care of her and now he sacrifices himself so that she that she, she and everybody else will live because crap is really hitting the fan at this point in the story. Yeah. You know, it's all it's all coming together, you know. The uh like you said now, now you got characters all over the place and you can you can start to see okay, we're all going to meet and what the hell is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, cuz yeah. now they got Driller on board and Driller decides he wants to hang out in the airlock. And no one yes. seems to know why Driller's put himself in the airlock. I mean, uh, up up until this point Driller has been more of a comical slash Hulk like slash almost um how do you say what's that what's that term uh, a plot device you yeah, know? yeah yeah oh man 
you know, oh man, we need somebody to do some bruising on this thing. Who are we going to get? Oh, we got the big driller machine. Drillers are real killer, you know, um, who uh, I could, he, to me, he reminds me of a, uh, what if the Iron Giant wasn't so nice? <laughs> the other funny thing about it is you think that's just like a weird creative rhyme. Driller's a killer. We, we don't right. understand what the hell. I mean, I think he killed the scrappers trying to get Tim 21. Right. Uh, but besides that, you, you don't really know what the hell this has to do with. We then get a series of origin comics. I think even Bandit gets an origin comic at one point. Yes, like like quick little one yeah. shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so it's and there that we find out that Driller was friends with Scooper. I can't remember the other guy. Yes, yes, name. right, 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 right. He's like, yeah, because like he, Driller's the Driller, and the Scooper, you know, moves the rocks. Right. right, and they became like really fast friends. It's it's like you said again. Lemire finds a way to humanize these guys with the most limited vocabulary. Right, like they they have like they talk at night. Like they have conversations at night when yeah. they go to sleep and power down mm-hmm. and they power down right and they're being pushed beyond their limits they're they're rusting up they're 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 malfunctioning and their uh their owner keeps pushing them beyond their limits we've actually find out that this all of this uh pushing beyond the limits like that that edict is coming down actually from i want to say one of the i think osphorus or something like one of those higher ups because he talks about them he's like i don't know if they're going to be able to do the mining thing so quick and he's like keep keep them on it because we need that thing done uh so instead of buying new equipment they just run their equipment into the ground and their equipment seemingly has you know sentience they they think and stuff so one of the machines i believe ends up what um i guess you could say goes offline or something he ends up getting malfunctioning because he can't do the access of work and so driller mad that his boy's gone mad that his boy got got uh decides to open a pocket of poisonous air <laughs> and kill all the hermans that's what he that's his, yeah, the hermans 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 yeah he, know, gets, uh, he gets on the hermans <laughs> I, well no because even up until this point like um a driller is really reluctantly part of the story Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't want to be around the Shermans. He's, you know, because he's well aware of I mean, I believe he doesn't like his, anybody. Like every he doesn't like he goes right. up somewhere, he goes, oh, I don't like these people. <laughs> right, right. I don't like humans. And then I believe even um when the when the when the first bunch of scrappers show up for Tim 21, they kind of find him and they're just like, oh, I like added bonus. And he's yeah. just like, God damn it. Like, I was right. so happy alone <laughs> on this rock to just yeah. live and rot or whatever, you know? And he just gets dragged around. But even as, like, he, he has his limited vocabulary, he's obviously supposed to be a very simple robot, but he has these real deep emotions. Yeah. And like you said, in this, in this case, his him and his boy are like, like that, that's his joy. We get to do our jobs. And we get to work together and we get to talk at night. This is great. This is not a bad life. But I just wish this human, this this person would take better care of us Yeah. until until he burns his boy out. And now he's just like, bro, that was my ride to die. And wh- what are we about to do? We yep. about to die. It's out here, bro. We out here. And he basically, yeah, opens that that poisonous <laughs> pocket. And you were talking about all these emotions that he, feel, that he feels. One of emotion we hadn't sensed yet from a robot was shame. We, we hadn't gotten shame or guilt from any of these machines, but Driller definitely regrets doing what he did once he finds out the grand scheme of things. Uh, immediately, once he meets Andy, he's like, oh, I can't, like, I'm not going to talk. 
Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not gonna, I am not welcome here. And that guilt overwhelms him to the point that he decides that he's going to lock, put himself in the airlock and basically send himself, jettison himself out of the ship. But, um, and he's given a moment where he can hear him out, hear his story and decide what he's going to do. And he does. He hears him out and he jettisons him into space. Without hesitation. Like, like everybody yeah. else. Everybody else is kind of like, man, he just said, sorry, you had to hear his story. And then he's like, I already pushed the button, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and like he just he turns killed, around. He presses it, turns around, and, walks back out. And just that's it. Like he killed my mom. He killed my peoples um, all because of this situation. Yeah. Screw that. Screw that robot. It was the Iron and Man of it, all right? He killed my mom. Like, you don't get it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. It was, you know, that's all that mattered. And again, it, it that was such a, it, to me, a simpler writer would have just taken that moment in the story and been like, oh, here's the chance to have some tears and a hug. Yeah. And, and, and redemption, like, right? And redemption. And redemption. And right, right. Told and, the Lemire, truth, so. and Lemire's just like, hell no. Any, most people in that situation, because even me, even me, as much as I hated seeing um uh, uh driller sit there and go into the vacuum of space and just drift mm-hmm. i can sit there and be like bro if you were responsible for killing my family member uh, yeah I, I, gone yeah, yeah. the peace yeah. you know yeah. what i mean uh, you know so I, I i get it i get both sides of that that coin it's just it's it, like you said life is messy it is and and andy chose messy because that's <laughs> what he's used he sees he sees driller as just like he sees those robots in the cave. Like you're just another thing for me to kill. And now I have reason to kill you because you killed my mother. Yeah. It's even more intense because one could argue that the, like the reason he was scrapping robots was kind of hollow because like we said, it wasn't robots. Well, it wasn't the harvesters that, that did what they did to the mining planet. So it it doesn't truly connect his, his mission, but the driller situation is a one-to-one match you understand like right. yes right you killed this i've been looking for i've been looking for a way to expel all the energy and hatred that i have for the person who killed my parent and i've right. been obviously channeling that energy in the wrong ways i should have just been going after the guy who did it and he does he jettisons him into space driller ends up landing on a planet what walk i'll say uh a planet of magic uh he's cared for by an elder named Mizzard who reveals that magic once led this world, not machines. I'm going to jump to a conclusion. It's up to you whether or not you, you want to give me this bait that it's that this is a part of the story, like the magic that existed on the earth prior to the robots. Cause we're about to get a big robot exodus at the end of this. Um, and they've got to go somewhere else from here. But this introduction of magic doesn't feel like something uh, light, if you will. How much, how, without, I guess without spoiling it, because I haven't read the sender, how much does magic tie into that whole, that whole bag I, there? Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to say a little bit, little bit, but in the, in the video, I'm going to say. A lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, I, I know. I could dig that. I could dig that. Yeah. You guys, you guys, you guys need to read it. You need to no, read no, it. Totally, you need to read totally. this whole thing. Yeah. Um, Tim 21 awakens now being held captive by the hardware, but manages to escape when he disables the ship's sensors. The hardware activate a worldwide uprising of robots. That was the most terrifying part to me was when they just started. Going, all right, guys, it's, ta- it's sleeper agents all over the planet of robot. I mean, all over the planet, robot sleeper agents just come alive and start murking anything that moves. Yeah. Um, yeah. And not just and, 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 and like 
um, when it happens, it's not just robots who are like still being subjugated or robots who are like hiding in the corner. Like some of these things are straight up cyborgs. They look like like humans or look like they look like like human Denetians. They look like Denetians and they just straight up are like, like in mid conversation, people are like, man, can you believe these robots are out here? And this one guy turns into a robot. It's like, I've been a robot this whole time. Yep. For the hardware. Boom. For the hardware. Boom. (laughs) Right, right, right. Oh my God. What? Like, yeah. And um, now, I mean, now, terrorist me attacks, right? That's what this right, is, right? Exactly. Let me now. Let me ask you. With that, um, you read this digitally, or did you read it? I, I read digi- it digitally. Now, in the digital, when that happened, how did they show you that this happened? Like, because mm-hmm. all right, I'm I'm gonna show you how they showed in the issue and even in the trade paperback. Okay, it's amazing. It's amazing because I damn near lost my mind and I almost destroyed my book because of the way. The way uh, I guess Lemire and Wynn decided to have this occur. So Look at even that cover is a brilliant. Oh, it's 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 the, the, these, the, the it's, white space is like yeah, amazing. It's, it's so simple. Like I, I could draw this. No, no, I can't. No, no, I can't. No. And so no, I'm going to show you. So here it opens right when the when the when it starts to happen, and you're mm-hmm. like, oh crap, look what's happening, mm-hmm. and then it turns into, and you're like, wait, am I? Do I have another cover page? Is this a misprint? Mm-hmm. But then it opens up. Oh, it does not do that. That's pretty damn cool. <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, this is why print needs to stay alive. Holy because yeah. it opens. And what now you see way to tell that story in, in this giant four page splash, giant splash page. It's showing yeah. you how the robots are just destroying planets across the universe. Or that the uprising. Yeah, that uprising. That uprising. So it's it's beautiful it's but it's brutal because like like you said it's every planet is now being you know all it's just crazy because it's one of those situations of control right yeah for the last decade the these planets in the galaxy thought they had it under control oh man we, we we're dominating the robots the the robbies we're killing them this time third and now in a matter of a couple seconds it's just like whoa we were never in control right yeah you know so it's, it, that was it's, one of the things like watching uh nagoki it was like watching um that guy in pirates 3 when he just realizes that it's all over they go all gonna right 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 and he's walking die. slowly yeah like, yep, it's it's over yeah that it's i totally over. got that feeling of just like i thought i had this where did all this come from but everyone has been ev- everyone has been doing these plans you know behind closed doors since the harvester attacks everyone feels this need like you said again for control to make sure that they are able to to be the ones to turn the tide next so the this thing this robot uprising leads to many 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 casualties um evil tim 22 like you said gets back up blasts uh, uh Jin through the spine before um he and telsa are saved by 21 the trio then finds the first sentient machine who explains that the only way to save humanity is for machines machine kind to leave the universe and return back to their home of the descenders using tim 21's help and, and then solomon heals Jin, even though Jin betrayed him which yep. which shows how much growth that he has they're all pacifists there that's another thing they see these they find um in, in this underwater planet seemingly hidden from all kinds of sensors that these beings exist and they're pacifists they don't want to fight anyone here they just want to go home and I, I, you know they're refugees at this point um meanwhile on the machine moon the ugc forces are decimated as hardwire massacres all organic life as they were one to do uh yep. general general nagoki demands for his daughter to surrender 
1021 so he could be used to awaken the UGC harvester and turn the tide against the hardware. Uh, I was I didn't want this to happen. I was terrified about all this. To be <laughs> well, but no, because you're 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 still you're still sitting there going. And where does Tim Twenty One fall in all this? Yeah, yeah. because it's it, you're you're because it, up up until this point, there were lots of little scenes where like where, where early on where it seemed like Tim was killed, mm -hmm. and he goes into what looks like like a robot heaven. You know, kind of like that, the, the, those seven seconds in heaven, kind of, so to speak, yeah. where he's talking to uh, 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 an angel, a robot angel or, or a ghost who is very cryptic and and just explaining, well, here, here's where we all are. And he's like, what do you mean we? Where is all of we? And what is this? And where's Andy? You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I want. And you're right. They're incredibly cryptic. I, I was like, what? 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 Tell me. Talk to me. <laughs> then I right. give me and, clues. And so throughout the throughout the series, he links up with like he does very R two D two s things where like, I think I believe he hooks up with the um when he when he first meets Sias and he hooks up with the the um the descender the the head yes you know he does like and he links up with these things and he starts to get more and more details but you're never you're sitting there going you guys are the things responsible for wiping out um billions of people yet you're acting pacifist like. So yeah. you're capable of mass destruction, but you then you want to sit there and act like your hands are clean, right? So what? So what is it, and how does it involve Tim? And are we gonna get some kind of a happy ending? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what is what is gonna happen? Because now now it's all coming together. The UGC is sitting there going, "Listen, we're we're one step away from killing everything." The Nations are like, "Look, we're um." And by this point, and then and the Nations. They've crowned their new king. Yep. Who's yep. who's very who's very much like uh what's his jackass name from Game of Thrones? Um Joffrey. Yes. He's very Joffrey like. Yes. Yep. And the spoiled, so he's, the spoiled this, uh, son of the of the original king. Yes. And so he's he's all Joffrey like and just oh, we're gonna kill everything and bring the whole military. So and and, and now mind you, the Nishians are still a dangerous force. So you have the Nishian army coming, you have the UGC on one side, and then you have the hardware hiding out, and they're trying to get their thing going. All the while, the characters that now you're so invested in are you're like, well, who's gonna win? What's gonna happen? Yeah, and yeah. and and is Tim gonna finally show what he's meant to be? Right. It's ter It's terrifying. And it's also like, even with who's gonna win, seemingly no one can win all of it. We've already oh. lost so many on both sides. This is a guy, like I said, got incredibly messy on both sides. So it is. There's it's not win-win. This is like a lose-lose situation. Yeah, um, big time. So we get to the part. Yeah, so Tulsa refuses to hand him over. And instead, Tim does make contact with the Descenders. And he this is probably my favorite part of the book. Because he pleads with them, um, you know, to understand that they they have empathy. We can't be on equal playing field. And he shows them all of his memories with Andy. And they literally look on and they're like, wow, this is beautiful. And then they go, wait, something's happening. And when you cut, <laughs> the nations have come through shift space and are blowing everything up. Right. So the robots go, yeah, nah. nah. <laughs> like, I heard all that. You, that sounds you like almost, good. You almost had us. You had us in the first half. You had us in the first half. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that, that, was, that was a pretty good speech there, kid. 
But right. no, this is what they're meant to do. This is what man, what you, anything besides machine kind is always meant to do. They don't deserve us anymore. So we not not only we're we gonna leave, but we're gonna you know decimate some things while we before we go. Yeah. Um, so a harvester shows up. I love that the harvester shows up, looks at the fake harvester, and is like, "Are you serious?" Right. <laughs> he just right. snatches his head. <laughs> it's like, what kind of what kind of garbage is this? Yeah, um, like, he calls. I like that Lemire calls it. He goes, "It sees its effigy." Yeah, and it's and it's angry. Yeah, it's like, how dare you even try to make something like me in my likeness? Like, how right. dare like, you? Like the, the, the like you and he and he crushes it. Like the whole the whole UGC's plan was to make these robots protect them, and and in and in one panel they're just like, yeah, this is this is paltry. How dare you? This is this is a, a carbon copy when when we when we live in the in the age where you can make three D models. Yeah, and you you have the nerve to do to, to, to this paltry copy, and he just crushes it like nothing. And again, the pro, the the prostitution of of um, technology that was given to them, right? Right, like you're you've used now our gifts that we already didn't want you to have. We already spoke to you about this a couple years ago. We said <laughs> we weren't cool with this, and you st you're still pushing. You're still pushing, and that's one of the right. things they say, right? Like, that was a warning last time. Like that that time that they're all scared about, that was a warning. Like right. we will level this whole this whole thing. Like, don't get it twisted. And I was like, oh, this is yeah, it, it's incredible. So they do they decimate, they blow up and decimate the uh, populations of of all the planets in the UGC. We lose um, Nagoki. He dies in in that whole thing. At one point, Effie and uh, um, Andy, Andy, Andy. Are, are, are sent out into space. Effie has a bit of a force field. Uh, they're going to die out there. Very similar to like Peter Quill and uh, Gamora. And Yandu. There. Or yeah, Gamora. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Yandu. And yeah. Yandu. Yeah, yeah. And then Driller shows up. Driller the killer. <laughs> and he shows up. And he's like, nah, I got ya. He dead. He dead goes and he saves, he saves him. So, you know, a little bit of redemption for old Drills there. Yep. yep. I like that. So they're seemingly safe, Andy and, and Effie, even though there's been a whole host of casualties. Um, but yeah, not only does machine kind, or not only do the harvesters lay waste, but they disappear. Only this time they take with them all the other robots on all the yep. other planets, deeming humanity unworthy of their presence. And Tim 21 leaves with them so long as they promise to keep Andy and, and, and homegirl alive. Uh, so our story kind of sort of ends with a flashback. I had 10 years from the harvester attack where the daughter of Effie and Alex, oh, Alex, Andy, grows up in a world with no robots, and her dad proclaims that there is nothing out there in the world anymore. Uh, I love that the final volume of this takes so many different perspectives because um, it, it's important to get everybody's perspective on this. There's so many different sides on this. So it was really cool to read the events at the end of this story as a history like from what i remember what i'm told this is what happened the harvester right. showed up they deemed the humans unworthy they blew them to bits and then they all disappeared no one wants to talk about it anymore my dad didn't want to talk about it anymore and it's seemingly all magic now um really really cool it obviously this is this is supposed to then meet up to the events of us sender which i'm extremely excited about because now i have a backstory i'm invested in these characters um what if anything could you could you tell those who have either listened to this and seem interested or um have read this and have joined along for the ride here with us 
anything you got to say on the sender. <laughs> it doesn't have to be spoilery. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything. Um, what, what um, are your thoughts on the series? Buckle up and have a bo- have a box of tissue ready. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We went from the cold, yeah. hard space robots to maybe some emotion, maybe some some. Well, some to, hope. to me, even even in this story, there's a, a tremendous amount of emotion because right. even when 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 Andy and and Tim Twenty One eventually get that much because I, I, we don't get it until like the second to last or third to last issue. Yeah. When he finally sees him, and you you even at that point you're like, well, what is it going to be like? And they hug. And, yeah. and, and they just say, I missed you. I missed you too. And he calls him brother still. You know, Up until um, that point, he'd been acting kind of coy about like, yeah, we're just going to take him and scrap him. You know, he'd been acting kind of- That's it. Right, 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 right. Right. And, and it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but when you say, when you're, when you're upset with somebody and you're like, man, when I see him again, I'm going to do this. <laughs> right. he, was, he was like a brother to me and this, that, and the How third, dare and he? I, how dare he? Blah, blah, blah. And then when you guys see each other, you're just like, I missed you, man. His beer. Let's talk it out. Yeah. And that's that's exactly what happens here with with uh, with with Tim Twenty One and Andy because the whole time you're like, is he gonna just just axe him? Is he gonna just blow him away when he sees him? I mean, but it wasn't like that. And what's cute is also you get that a, a little bit of a moment like that with him and Telsa. Yeah, where yeah. Telsa even says, you know, I, I missed you. Yeah. Know, she she was separated from him for a little while, and like you said earlier, you know, Telsa's kind of annoyed with him. Like, yeah, man, it's just a machine. He's a means to an end whatever whatever and now at the end of the story even she's like you know i missed tim 21 it's 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 it shows she that t- she chose tim over her father which was the entire the right he was on the mission was the, exactly the, so you see how quickly uh that character grows through all this i, I you don't say nothing but I'm, I'm wondering where the hell effie is right because seemingly uh something's up there you feel me alex is, i mean andy i keep saying alex andy is there by himself um, and doesn't want to talk about anything. So I know all of that is just a can of worms that is ready to be opened here. But yeah, all the all the heart in this and really some deep philosophical questions that make you wonder about things like sentience and AI, about, about how we treat other people, about how we generalize other people because of the worst of them, um, how we are quick to just wipe people out. I mean, I was in the US military. We've done some fucking crazy things. <laughs> <laughs> in the, in this in it all to serve right protection to make sure we have a good peace of mind i i get it um and the thing is usually with stuff like this i feel like it's way uh way too dense like it's you, you like you're like you're you're my teacher and you're trying to teach me a lesson kind of thing but this he just presents the facts as they are in front of you and lets you come up with your mm-hmm. own kind of yep. opinion on it and what you land on is life is messy <laughs> Is that life is very, messy. very, very much so, very and much the, so, and and the initial the the um matter of fact, I'm about to we about to get kicked off the air. The initial um the original sin of of the sentient robot being bred for servience, right? Like how cool of a message is that? Like how whatever, and then that can even go back to slavery, right? We yeah. can even that can even go right back to there. It's like. Yo, we we we're on the same side, right? No, you're here. Are you are you are you serious? Like that's what we're right. gonna do. That's what we're gonna do out here. And what happens when that uprising happens? Or what happens if they all picked up and left? What, what right. would we do if, if everybody who's ever been a slave or related to a slave just picked up and left? You know, right. what would this planet be? It's 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 dense, but it it's not um it's not preachy. That's the word I was looking for. I don't think yeah. it's preaching at all. I think that yeah, is, that, that, that def- definitely not. I think it's it's very 
is very um objectively told mm-hmm. and you're just you're you just kind of go along or ride the emotions of the characters right. even the characters that you're not supposed to like you're like oh like Jin. by the end of the story he's he's damn near a machine which is is him, him paying for his sins you know his yeah. his hand at this point is replaced he gets a new set of legs because of uh uh, because of his spine being blown out, and I think yep. I think he even gets like an eye or something like that. Change. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. But yeah, Telso is like, oh, you're you're basically one of them now, huh? <laughs> you know, right? And Effie's probably looking at him like, hey, good looking. Hey, I didn't notice you, you know? before. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, hey, hey, did you just join the uh, just join the in between? Yeah. And so you know, here you got this. Just so much is going on, and all these different characters that. You know, and then even Driller, Driller coming back. I I, I thought he was done, and he yeah, comes back, and I think he even says it. He even says it. He's like, now now we're even human. Yeah, because he because yeah. he because he saves he saves them. He's like, look, man, I, I killed your mom. You jettisoned me into space. I understand, and now I'm saving you guys. So we're even, right? And it's just like cool, man. I had forgotten that uh, there's a moment in which Blugger shoots Effie. Because Effie yes. um, yes. doesn't want to go back and get Tim and, and scrap him, basically. And right. Buck, that's what Blugger's there for. So he shoots her, and then uh, Adam gets gets him right back. And then she kind of like does like a judo chop or something. And, yeah, and she, because, like, you know, because Clugger the whole time is is coming along with them like, all right, I'm going to get paid eventually. I'm a scrapper. This and he's pretty do. funny, too. He, he, is, he has no, no. moments. Yeah, he has. He has, I mean, honestly, when he when 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 he was first introduced, I'm sitting there going, "How long is this dude going to survive?" Because if you remember, the first team of scrappers, they get eliminated kind of quick. Yeah, they do. and then even even the uh, the in between the the right. team the, the 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 people that uh, Effie was with <laughs> decimated, decimated, just gone. Yeah. And you're sitting there going, "Okay, how long is Andy's boy going to survive this story?" And in the end, he almost does. And but then in the end, he tries to betray Andy just because you know he, he tries to do his own little Lando Calrissian almost, or so to speak. Yeah. And it do, and it just gets slapped in his face. And he, he both people, you know, Andy and Effie are just like, nah, this ain't happening. You ain't you ain't betraying us. And they they handle business on him. And I was like, wow, you know, okay. So, but even despite all that, like you said, the ending is very like no, there. No one really gets the happy ending. It's kind of a lose lose. All these machines and technology are basically taken away and now humans have to survive in this technological uh, this without technology to the point where andy won't even tell the whole damn story his yeah. daughter's sitting there looking at the stars you know because she's heard the stories of galactic travel and all this stuff and and andy looks at her like i ain't, I ain't telling you the rest of i did story. i did get little luke skywalker vibes from from yes. girl you know what i'm saying i feel like i feel like that's gonna be something they're gonna they're gonna go somewhere there but before um we get to ascender which we'll be covering sometime down the line any recommendations uh jeff let me your recommendations for the listeners uh if they like this kind of stuff and they want to get into something as good as dense or you know I'm going to give you a, a, a taste of all his stuff that I would say for you to recommend. I recommend if in um, in all the different publishers and different uh, genres. Okay. I would say if you're a Marvel fan, you definitely need to read his old man, Logan. Uh, it he, he, he provides so much more depth to old man, Logan, that didn't exist in the original old man, Logan story, you know, Millar's epic story of Wolverine slashing his way through the wastelands in a, in a hopes of, protecting his family. Lemire takes that character and just 
just like he does with this book, he just gives him so many layers of depth. So if you're looking to read some fun Wolverine and X-Men stories, I would definitely pick up Old Man Logan. If you want to, if you're a DC fan and you definitely want to read an obscure DC character who had his time in the, in the sun recently, thanks to Lemire Animal Man. The, the new 52 Animal Man. I hear all it, of Animal Man is a trip, regardless of who it, you it, it is. I mean, <laughs> well, what's cool is Animal, Animal Man was the first character to realize he was a comic book character. Yeah. I believe it was under Grant Morrison, who Grant Morrison did that with him. And, he, you know, he broke the fourth wall with him. But yeah, but I heard it. But I also heard it wasn't played for laughs. Like in a no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. So I was no, like, that's wasn't. terrifying. It, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> but but when Jeff Lemire gets a hold on it, Jeff Lemire is very big on family. So it's it's Animal Man and his kids and his wife and how he's he's a superhero, but he's first and foremost he's a dad. Oh, okay. And and so so it's it, that story is un- unbelievably touching. It's a great new Fifty Two title. Um, like I said, uh, Animal Man. So if you're if you're a DC person and you want to read some DC Jeff Lemire, I highly recommend that. And um, if and and if you want to get into more indie stuff, Vertigo, which I know is owned by um, DC, uh, DC, mm-hmm. uh, Sweet Tooth, read Sweet Tooth. Uh, if you're, especially if you had the time to watch the first season of the show on Netflix, you get to see where all this comes from. And to be quite honest with you, I'm going to be that snob and tell you right off the bat. The the book is infinitely better than the show, but the show is good. The show is good, but if you read the story, it is deeper, is better, it's way more brutal, and I highly recommend it. And the best thing about all the things I recommended, because it's Jeff Lemire and it's what he does, everything is very condensed. Even yeah. Descender, even though we were able to sit here and talk about it for what seems like over an hour, mm-hmm. it's it's all of thirty something issues. Yeah, and you the majority of the density is your feelings on it. It's what yes. your mind builds up of like, wow, this world, how do I feel about it? What are my opinions on this? Um, and I think that, that's a unique experience because there's a lot of writers who point you to what you're supposed to feel, you know? Right, right. Yeah, like we, we, we were talking about um, the Dark Phoenix Saga. Yeah. If you read the Dark Phoenix Saga, I'm not knocking it. I love Dark Phoenix Saga. Um, I'm literally surrounded by Phoenix stuff in my <laughs> in my home. I I love the X Men. Um, mm-hmm. Even even when the X Men are absolutely terrible, I still recognize that the X Men are, are my are my peoples. Um, but Chris Claremont was very heavy handed in his writing. He described everything and it basically told you what you're supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you read Descender or pretty much almost anything written by Jeff Lemire. It's very not like that. You, he lets you feel it because for all you know, you're gonna feel not the way that he wants you to feel or expects you to feel. Right. You might come out of you might come out of the story being like, "Yo, kill all these robots, man!" Tim Twenty One. <laughs> if they never built that bastard, none of this would have yeah. happened. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe that's a happy ending for you at the end of that. Maybe that's right. Like, yeah, we- right. Tim Twenty One. Tim Twenty One goes away. Thank God. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I can only. You know, you know, I can only imagine how many people would see that as, oh, man, great. Now we're now we have no technology, no cell phones, no smart TVs. Back to basics. Let's let's go hunting and let's build mud huts. This is perfect. Right, you know, right, we don't right. need this. You know, so I can imagine people feeling that way, even though even if, say, Jeff, that's not what he wanted. But it could be it could be because, you know, again, slight not spoilers, but Ascender is very much like that. 
Okay, okay. I'm guess I'm gonna assume we're gonna see some history repeat itself. That's just how the world works. But you guys are gonna have to tune in for when we pick up on uh, Ascender next. The Ascender was a hell of a ride, but you know Ascender is gonna be that and more. Um, next week you get a break, sir, as me and Dan, the comic man, go to war over which is the worst <laughs> Marvel television show. Iron Fist season one or the Inhumans. Uh, I if I'm still alive after that, me and you are gonna be tackling Maximum Carnage in preparation for uh Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage, which people are totally stoked for. That they moved that up on the schedule, completely jacked up our schedule. But we're gonna be right there with you guys to make sure that you guys are picking up the latest and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Uh thank you guys for listening so much and uh so far to all of this. Um, don't forget that everything we do is available at comicbookclick.com, the one stop for all things Comic Book Click, our merchandise, articles, every single ep- episode of the Major Issues podcast all lives on there. Also, when you get there, you can hit the support CBC button and get access to our Patreon, patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where as for as little as $3 a month, 10 cents a day, you could possibly help it, us independent content creators keep the lights on and as an, a bonus a sign-on bonus you get exclusive access to things like cbc commentaries or early releases of our current superman and lois reaction series cbc reacts which i've been having a blast with season two has already been confirmed um so who knows who knows what's next for that reaction series but follow that if you can we want to hear from you so Reach out. We're all over social media. Facebook.com slash comic book click. Instagram at comic book click. Or use the hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. I've been to the future where we do, you know, become that. 4,000 years into the future. I've been there. The thing is, I can't tell you how we do it. It will mess up the timeline. So jump on the bandwagon. I know, bro. I know. It's so close. Jump on the bandwagon before it ends up being full because we are packing in people every single week and it's 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 a hell of an experience to do so so make sure that you're following us all over there our shang chi comic book contest our, our sweepstakes if you will is still ongoing so make sure you go to our page at the end of this month we'll be doing a live drawing we should do that for uh for the maximum, maximum carnage. carnage yeah sure. the maximum carnage episode we'll do a live drawing on air and a lucky a lucky clicker out there is going to get some shang chi comics so that's incredibly exciting we're the art we are the gift that gift that keeps on giving so if you want to gift us why don't you give us five stars on itunes it's the quickest way for us to grow as podcasters and find out what you like and what you don't because like i said i've already been to the future just can't tell you how we get there so make sure you're following all things comic book click follow us at major issue cbc on twitter we're constantly posting changes to the schedule what we're covering next dank memes and constant comic book tv movie and actual book news so follow all that stuff there but yeah i've had a blast on this uh this this has been this has been really really cool and i have a fly in here that's bugging the hell out of me so i guess it's time to fly on out of here (laughs) (laughs) my name is george serrano aka the don and i am alex b roke garcia And this has been our Descender recap and review. And remember, whether you are a Herman, a Robbie, or a Driller, (laughs) whether you're a cyborg, a Nishian, or somebody just trying to get out of their daddy's shadow, remember that we all 
deserve respect, human and robot kind of like. Remember that we all deserve a second chance. Remember, Driller's not only a killer. And remember that you, yes you, are worthy. <laughs>